Hello everyone, this is Isaac Petrie. Welcome to the podcast. Be ready to be encouraged and enlightened as we discuss spiritual solutions for everyday life. Well, hello again. Happy Thursday to everybody. This is Isaac Petrie. And I am Iron Petrie. Iron Petrie, welcome <laughs> to Kingdom Conversations. And I pray you've been having a good day so far. And hopefully some of you on your lunch break, those of you that have still been allowed to work. And uh, we just want to tell you, come on, gather in. We're going to chat about a couple of things today that I believe are, as they say, apropos <laughs> for the times we're in. And yeah. so um, go ahead and share this. This is one of those you're going to want to share. And we want you to share it to help us get the word out since this is a fairly new type of media broadcast. So I pray that, like I said, everything is going well with you. And I pray that you continue to pray and continue to pray and mm -hmm. continue to pray against this virus as people of God and pray for your leaders, pray for the president, vice president, task force, pray for your governors, pray for your mayors, this is no time to be arguing and complaining. Um, this is the time to be praying and speaking the word of God for a favorable outcome and using wisdom yeah. at the same time about what you are to do going forward and in the future. Is there anything in you that before we get into the day's teaching, because we're fixing to deal with the spirit of Antichrist and and how it, it affects these mountains and these systems that are on the earth. And um, that's going to be our conversation. We've been talking about that, and we'll dive right into these in just a minute. But has anything been on you? You've been watching, you know, of course, the pandemic and then the reopenings. And what have you gathered? Is there anything you want to say, anything you want to echo a little bit? Um, uh, at this particular time, no. I mean, I feel like uh, we've all kind of, we're, we're kind of done with Corona, <laughs> even, if, even if Corona is not completely gone. If it ain't done with us, we done with <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're, we're pretty much, uh, I think people have kind of gotten to the point where they realize that there's a, there's a measure of mobilization that has to move forward in mm -hmm. our economy. And it's not just for the sake of money, it's for the sake of our own livelihoods as people. Uh, man is a social creature. That's just the way we're created. We're not created to be isolated and alone. And so for a good purpose and reason, which this was, we embrace it and we embraced right. it. But I think uh, at this particular time, I think everybody's kind of getting to the point where they're like, okay, what's next? How do we move forward? And uh, I think people are moving forward with a lot of, some people with trepidation, some with fear. But at the end of the day, I, I think we have to. And uh, so I'm, I'm really, for me personally, you know, if you, if you were to just ask me my personal investment, I have, I have all but, I take all my necessary precautions, yeah. but I'm, I'm done with it. <laughs> I'm, I'm be honest with you. Um, because I, I, you cannot continue to sit there and rehearse over and over and over and over. Uh, after a while, I think people, people don't understand the psychological impact of sitting up daily watching a counter. Mm -hmm. I, I don't. I don't really. People. I don't think they really gather that. I mean, you can. For I believe it was. I think last year. Uh, I think the CDC put out numbers that what about eighty-two thousand people died of, of the flu. 
last year. And uh, just no, nobody knew it. Yeah, we weren't watching a counter. We weren't, right. we weren't having that psychological uh, imprint minted on our consciousness every day of last year. So I think people hopefully are starting to get to the point to where start to kind of unplug, start to get back to normalcy psychologically, you know, and not just normalcy and maybe not in terms of you moving about as freely as you want to, but start to kind of pull yourself out of this, this clock watching and, and, and monitor watching and news watching constantly and start to, start to get ready to say, okay, now what is my next move? How should I move forward? And I think that's where everybody uh, would do themselves a lot of justice in, in, in getting in that mind frame. Yeah, still a lot of division. Oh, you yeah. Know, about it. That's, that's going to um, be. A lot of people are of your mindset, like, hey, I'm mm -hmm. um, going to use wisdom, you know, going to try to put things in precaution, but I'm coming out of the house. Sure. You know, business is coming sure. out. We open up. Let's go. Sure. Then you got people saying, okay, it's way too early. Shut it down. Shut it. <laughs> shut yeah. it. Stay shut down. Yeah. It ain't going to work, you know. Um, and so it's a very, very, that's why you got to pray. And you got to pray for your leaders. You got to pray for your decision makers. And then you have to follow your heart. So we, we've talked about that um, enough, you know, in leading up. And so just be proudful and, and use the wisdom of God that he gives you. But it's an individual decision sure. for you. And we're praying for the best, whatever you decide to do. Um, we've been talking about this spirit of Antichrist and... And one revelation that people have to get in order to understand things culturally. And, and this is what this show is about. It's about, it's about the, the, the Christ in culture. It's about, this is why we have globes. This is how we have it. Because we want, we want a worldview is what we talk about mainly on this show and making sure that worldview is shaped by the Word of God because the Word of God really leaves hardly anything out from yeah. under its jurisdiction. It addresses pretty much everything. If it is not a specific verse, then there's a principle. There's a, a, a format that God has already laid out concerning things like that. So um, we've been talking about the fact that these seven mountains that we're finding out are the major influences in culture. And it's the family, it's the church, mm -hmm. it's education, it's government, politics, it's business, arts and entertainment, and media. And what we're finding out is through these seven mountains comes the whole culture and functionality of society. For the most part, there being now there are a whole lot of more mountains. I mean, there's medicine, there's science, there's but but all of it flows as far as shaping the culture and the way we function and behave. And one of the things that we're starting to transition to, especially here at Christ Nations Church, is how the church has allowed Satan to shape these mountains. And without little backlash, because we as the church divorced ourselves from the world. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I guess we thought come out of the world meant come out of the earth. <laughs> I mean, we, yeah. I guess we thought just leave everything alone. Just yeah. no. 
it meant that there's a system functioning down here. Mm. And it is, to make a long story short, it is the spirit of Antichrist. You simply have that which is demonic and satanic, which is anti-God, anti-Christ, anti-church. Um, and you have that that is put in place by Satan to make sure that God or Christ, the word and, and, and the scripture doesn't dominate earth. So you got these opposing forces in the earth and I thought the family was safe. Mm. I, I thought we knew. Mm. You know, I can understand this spirit of Antichrist functioning in government and politics and functioning in media and arts and entertainment business, but I, I thought we were safe in the family. I thought, <laughs> I thought we were pretty clear what the family was. I thought we were pretty clear on man and what a man is yeah. and, and woman and what a woman is and, and marriage and what a marriage is. I thought we were clear on that. Mm. But now even that spirit has crept into that family mountain yeah. and trying to tear down that structure. So what we're looking for in all of these spheres of influence and what we're looking for on the earth is that spirit of Antichrist. Now I'm gonna let you read 1 John 4 for me mm -hmm. because it addresses this spirit of Antichrist and then I want you to start to elaborate on this as you feel led going forward in the conversation. So we're gonna start in verse one. Yeah, start in okay. verse one and go all the way down to verse number six and just unpack it because this is dealing with the culture. So you can identify that spirit that is at work, maybe even in your life or in your house or at work in, in, in your business, your company, your church, or in your nation, in your city. So go ahead. Yeah, it says, uh, Beloved, believe not every spirit. Believe not every spirit. But try the spirits, whether they are of God. Right. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. It says, Hereby know, know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh yeah. is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come yeah. in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist. Whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you yeah. than he that is in the world. They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God, he that knoweth God heareth us, he that is not of God heareth us not, or heareth not us. Right. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. That's what we're dealing with mm. in everything. Yeah. The spirit of truth mm -hmm. versus the spirit of error mm. in everything we deal with in the earth. Yeah. So unpack that for me. Tell me what 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 does that speak to you well, concerning the what we're dealing with with the culture. Well, one of the things that jumps out at, at me when reading it is what we talked about in an earlier uh, broadcast here on, on uh, Kingdom Conversations, where we were talking about uh, false prophets, mm -hmm. and we were talking about the idea of us kind of raising our our scope 
that false prophets were not just prophets that were in the church who missed a prophecy right. or got a prophecy wrong. There is a big difference between a false prophet and someone who was a wrong prophet. There's a big difference between that because someone can be wrong because they're human. Right. And the scripture tells us that we see through a glass darkly, you know, and so we're, we're, we're seeing in pieces. We know in part, we see in part, we're getting revelation in part. And so it's very easy for someone to be a wrong prophet or to miss something. But a false prophet means a pseudo prophet. Yeah. It means someone that under the guise of being a prophet of God is uttering falsehoods or under the guise of being yeah. inspired, That's good. under the guise of being uh, anointed. Uh, I think sometimes we should even broaden our understanding of when Jesus said in the last days, many will come saying, I am Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, not just the, it's not just saying that they were, they're him. Of course, there's some wacko out there who thinks they may be the second coming of Jesus Christ. Right. And that happens. Right. But for the most part, those people are social pariah. Mm. They're kept on the very ver- edge right. of society. People walk past them on the street, never think a word about them. There may be those who do get caught up in cults and in, in the, these particular things that we've seen from the Jim Joneses to the David Koresh's and all right. that. So we see that all the time. But it's talking about those coming saying, I am anointed. Wow. Those coming uh, proclaiming they have a message right. for the masses. They have, they have a perspective that is inspired. They have a new paradigm. They have a new they have a new way of seeing things. They have yeah. a new worldview. Wow. And, and these are false prophets as well. These are the prophets. You could, con, you could call them the prophets of Baal. Yeah. These are those pseudo-prophets who come along promoting these ideas under the guise of being inspired, yeah. right? And so there's this inspired idea now around the family, an inspired idea now around our governance and the way in which we should govern, an inspired idea now around how we should... Uh, structure education yeah and all of these particular things these are pseudo prophetic voices these are pseudo voices that come along with these very uh, quote-unquote enlightened ideas that usually lead to an antichrist agenda that means an agenda that is going against right revealed biblical truth right so it may sound inspired (laughs) right but it's in game is to root out the, the position that God's truth once held. And yeah. so this is how we know when we're hearing from uh, these false prophets and these false spirits. Oh, that's good. Now, mm-hmm. let's, let's dive on in deeper because yeah. when you're talking about these seven mountains and these seven spheres of influence, family, church, business, government, media, arts, entertainment, yeah. uh, education, all of those things, when you're talking about these systems. The Bible says, herein we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Now unpack this a little bit for me because you said something that I think we need to, to take heed to. It is the job of the believer to be able to discern that voice. Mm -hmm. So talk a little bit about that because you made a statement about you know, you know by the voice. In other words, you know by what's coming out of the mouth mm-hmm. versus what the person is like. Because what I found out is that Satan hides some of the most anti-Christ 
uh, voices in some of the most beautiful personalities. <laughs> yeah, sure. And, and they're oftentimes people who have a lot of influence and how you've got to be able to not judge people by what they look like, not even mm. how articulate they are, but what are they saying? Mm. Man. What are they saying? Man, that, that, is the, that is the crux of all Christian discernment, whether it be on the level we're talking about or whether you're sitting there just listening to a message being preached. Um, it is the concentration on content versus charisma, mm. right? Yes, sir! <laughs> it is, oh, it is, oh, right? it, content versus charisma. Yeah. It, it is absolutely, wow. that, is, that is the thing that every believer has to recognize. You know, you, you can sit down and, you know, let's take it on a smaller scale and let's work up to what we're talking about. You can take on a smaller scale where you're just in a service where you're listening to somebody just preach something. And they could be the most charismatic figure, the most erudite, excellent, articulate. They know the ebb and flow of communication. They can master the room. But the wow. content wow. is unbiblical. Mm, mm, mm. And because of the presence of charisma, charisma means influence. That's yeah. what it is. It influences. Right. And, and not all influences are good. Right. <laughs> so, but, but an influence means it affects behavior. Wow. It's going to affect behavior. So charisma can whip a room into a frenzy. Even if the content wow. isn't inspirational. Mm -hmm. Because it can't be inspirational if it's not the Word of the God. Word of God. <laughs> because that's what's inspired. What's inspired is the Word. So... Charisma can move people, it can influence people, but this is where the Christian has to then dial into the content. The content. What is the content? And so when it comes to dealing with the world at large, when you're turning on your television, you're listening to the people say this, and you're listening to these charismatic figures who, who, who are, as the scripture says, Jesus said, they, they, they look harmless as doves, wow. right? <laughs> but inside they're ravening wolves. Right? And so they're, they're the most charismatic and endearing uh, personalities, but yet the content is what we should be listening to. And we should be listening to the content and weighing it with the known will of God in the, wow. in the Word of God. Because it, it's very, um, I, I was looking at something that, that Paul wrote to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1, just one verse of Scripture. But it, it says, now the Spirit speaks expressly. And this is Paul writing to him saying he's getting this by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Wow. Now, doctrines of devils. Doctrine meaning pedagogy or teaching, instruction. Right. So there is, a, there is an instruction that comes from demonic entities. Right. That, that our battle, once again, underscoring is ideological. It's right. not just, oh, the devil swept in on a broomstick like a witch or something like that. No. These are, these are thoughts, these are reasonings, these are concepts, ideas that are constantly being promoted in society. And so these are doctrines of devils. Now, when you read that in 1 Timothy, wow. that's chapter 4 of 1 Timothy. We know the letter is one letter. It, it's mm -hmm. broken up into chapters for points of reference, but it's one letter. Now, earlier in the letter, Paul says to Timothy, <laughs> he tells him this, knowing this, this is chapter 1, verse 9, 
that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and the disobedient, for the ungodly, for the sinners, for unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers, murderers of mothers, for manslayers, for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for men-stealers, for liars, for perjured persons. And if there be any other thing, watch this now, that is contrary to sound doctrine. Yeah. So he's saying this type of behavior is contrary to sound doctrine. Right. So now, if all of that is contrary to sound doctrine, then now he's giving me really a working uh, litmus test for what would be a doctrine of devils. Right. Because then a doctrine of devils anything, would right. be anything right. that made me soft on what is contrary to sound doctrine. Right. Right? And so whenever I hear people want to soften me up to something that the mm. Bible is very absolute about, wow. I'm hearing a doctrine of devils. Wow. And so I have to treat it as such. Not the person, but the content tips me off. Right. right? Because it doesn't match up to what the, what the Word of God is. Oh, man. Listen, did you hear all that? I know you did. Mm. I know you got all of that. And so now our fight then, I said something yesterday when I was teaching that. You said a whole lot. <laughs> it was good. And by the way, you need to go <laughs> listen, if you haven't, to yesterday's sermon on the spirit of Antichrist because we unpacked um, a little bit more of that in the sermon. But I said something yesterday that dawned on me that Adam and Eve were out there in that garden and the Lord told them not to eat of that tree <laughs> and they never wanted to eat of it. They never wanted, they were good. Just sound. And then here comes Satan who is the father of Antichrist, anti-God, anti-Christ. He is going to be demonically inspired, demonically anointed, if you would. He's Satan's Messiah is what he is. Mm. Um, and so Satan is already against God. He's already, so he slithers into the garden in the form of a serpent. And he begins to talk to Eve until he talked to them right out of what God said. Mm. And I'm finding out that that same snake is slithering into the church, God, talking enough through cunning voices. Mm -hmm. The Bible says the reason Satan used the serpent is because the serpent was more cunning than anything else created. Mm. So the serpent was created to be awfully skillful. Mm. Uh, we, we can't tell now because the rascal yeah. cursed and <laughs> sli slithering around on the ground. It just looks <laughs> he, evil. He's still looking. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> but when he was created, he was cunning. He was yeah. very wise. Very. So now she's out there listening to him and doesn't understand the voice mm. speaking through the serpent. It is the spirit of Antichrist. Mm. And I love what you said because we got a whole bunch of good looking packages, mm -hmm. but coming out of their mouth is that which has been inspired by the adversary. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we have to be integral enough mm -hmm. to be able to say, I don't care who it is. Yeah. That is the spirit 
of Antichrist. Mm -hmm. And that came from the doctrines mm -hmm. of devils. Yeah. And it's coming. We're here. We're in it. We've been in it. Oh, yeah. But it's being magnified because now you have more outlets for the prophets of Baal. Mm -hmm. So now talk a little bit about this verse. It says, now every spirit that confesses not, confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist. Now, unpack that just a little bit because we don't want to give people the perception that this verse is just saying, if a person says Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, um, that means they are of God. And, if, and, and so it's not like a confession. It's not just a statement. Jesus Christ, do you believe Jesus Christ came in the flesh? Yeah. Well, see, the Bible says many will call me Lord, Lord, and still do not what I say. So we're not just talking about people who say, because here's, we, here's what we got. Mm. We got people saying, I'm a Christian. Mm -hmm. I believe in Jesus. And I believe Jesus is love. Mm -hmm. Therefore, he has no problem with me loving <laughs> another man mm -hmm. and you're a man or no problem with you loving another woman, or he understands my gender, which should be all inclusive. That's what God is. God is love. Mm. So now if we're, if we're just talking about, it reminds me of the people who do all kind of ungodly, devious, demonic stuff and then get on stage and say, I would just like to thank the Lord for this, <laughs> for this award. <laughs> I'm like, he didn't give it to you. <laughs> you. You can thank him for it, but he didn't give you that. <laughs> and so because, and so what we're talking about is not just an outward confession. Once again, we're talking about content. You mm. cannot call me Lord mm. and do not what I say. No, you can't. And so talk a little it, bit about that deception because see, that's what we got going on even in the church. We, we've got people that mm -hmm. claim him and claim his lordship, but yet, and I'm talking about not sin and mess up. I'm talking about having ideology that is totally opposed to what Christ said and what Christ did and doesn't understand that you can have the spirit of antichrist right up under the guise of being in the church. Well, as I see it, what jumps off at me is recognizing first and foremost it's, it's an unwillingness to acknowledge his authority. And right? there, and that's what I was hoping you would say. Yeah, and his that's lordship. That's what I was hoping yeah. you would say. Because there it is. Yeah. Jesus Christ coming in the flesh doesn't mean that you just believe he was incar in, in, incarnate. um, incarnated. It means that you believe in the supremacy of his lordship, that Jesus, the anointed one, and his anointing has authority and supremacy over the earth. And so in this day, going back to, to Timothy, where you got so many seducing spirits and doctrines of devils that evidently are going to be in the church, mm -hmm. then if the church is that way, who's going to oppose the world? And this is Satan's end game, yeah. because if I can take truth out of the church and get the church confused, 
then who's going to get government right, family mm -hmm. right? Who's going to control the, the morality of a nation if the church is confused? This is a sinister plan by the enemy to slither in with the spirit of antichrist, split even the body of Christ with this spirit mm -hmm. so that we cannot affect any change. Because I'm telling you now, you got churches doing it. You got churches believing it. You got churches that are submitted to some, as we say, some compromises. And so now let's go on down with this. It says, but you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world. Therefore, they speak as of the world and the world hears them. Oh, Irene Petrie, talk to me about that verse. <laughs> talk to me about that verse. Well, it, it, once again, it's, it's underscoring what it said about these false prophets, right? It's, it's saying that these are those who, they, their agenda is to promote the world system. Yeah. Right? And, and, of course, you have the kingdom of God, and then you have the world system. And their agenda is to infiltrate the church so that you minimize its influence. Right. Right. It's, it's Satan wanting salt. to just, just, yeah, just, just the push, salt. yeah, just to push the salt yeah. right out, just push the light right out. And so they are of the world, therefore they speak of the world and the world hears them. So there is a, and this is one of the things that I'll say for us even in the church. Uh, now, like I say, you know them that are out in the world. They're people that come from the ranks of, from politicians to professors to all the way down to just somebody on a college campus who's, refuses to let people have freedom of speech. They're, they're everywhere. Right. Um, but for us as ministers of the gospel, this is where it's very important for us, I believe. Because I believe that many ministers, if not the majority of them, are people of God who love God. They, they want to do the right thing. They're trying to fulfill their call. But there's a very seductive, uh, there's a very seductive thing Satan kind of dangles in front of us, right? Mm -hmm. And it's this public acceptance, right, and popularity. Right. Uh, and so mm -hmm. there, there is a gospel that the world will hear. Wow. <laughs> there is a gospel. Wait. That, wait, wait yeah. one minute. You got to slow that mm -hmm. one down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you got to slow that one down. Say that again. There is a gospel. There is a gospel. There's a preaching. There's, there's, there's a gospel you can preach that the world will hear. There's a gospel that does not create this line of delineation between what is right and wrong. Wow. It, it muddies the line. It, it steers away from controversial topics. They're not really controversial. It's just the Bible is very clear and it doesn't give suggestions about it, but you want to stay away from it because of what it might do to others. There because is a, of this... Yeah, this, this pressure, pressure, this pressure to be received, mm. this pressure to be accepted, because now it's more than just money. Now we're tempted by social currency. That is to say, uh, mm. Mm -hmm. we're moved by the currency that comes from a like and a follow and, a, and, and what this can do for us in terms of, of our public appeal and our, and, our, and our mass appeal. So we're counting not just dollars anymore. <laughs> And, wow. and that's, that's one of the, the things that has kind of come with this social media apparatus that's, 
taken off in the last 10, 15 years or so, right? So we've, we've gotten now this that we're dealing with, and so it becomes very, it's a very sinister thing because sometimes as a preacher, he can have a great heart, she can have a great heart, but they get pulled into this, 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 this vortex <laughs> of popularity, of likability, of people following, of enough notable voices uh, validating your ministry. And before you know it, you've been pulled into a world in which if you notice, you lose your message. You lose your voice. Wow. You've got the popularity. You've got the, the following. You've got the notoriety, but you've lost your voice. The, and that is, when you stand up in your pulpit, are you free to really preach what thus saith the Lord to you that week? Wow. Can you do that freely without thinking about, oh, man, all of the things I might mess up if I say that? You see what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's pulled you into somewhat of a, of a gag order. Yeah. Like now, so now when you stand up in your pulpit or on your platform, <laughs> unbeknownst to you, maybe subtly, maybe like that frog that gets heated up slowly in the, in the pot, yeah. <laughs> you look up and you're sitting up wondering about what you're going to say. What am I going to preach? Because you've got to stay on point with preaching the gospel that the world will hear. Wow. You see, and so, and, th and this doesn't mean you run around being offensive for the sake right. of, but it means that this book is a sword. It is. Jesus <laughs> said it was. It's going to cut. And you can't change that. I and mean, Jesus said it was. He said it was, and he said, you're going to be like me. If they didn't like you, <laughs> they're not going like, to like you either. If they didn't like me, they're not going to like you. And so he's, he's letting us know that there's going to be controversy. Paul tells Timothy the same thing in the last days. They're not going to hold themselves to sound doctrine, but they're going to find teachers that, that they have itching ears and, ears, and they're going to find those that will preach to them after their own lust. Wow. So, so we, have this, we have this particular environment we live in now, we preach in now, we, we do ministry in now where my heart is to humbly but lovingly uh, say to my fellow brothers and sisters and comrades in the gospel, be watchful. Yeah. When, as Jesus said, and these are not my words, these are Jesus' words, when all men speak well of you. Mm. I mean, isn't that a powerful That's thing a that powerful he would say? He would, say? he would actually say to us, be weary of that. Mm. Now, 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 in our time, that's not what we're weary of. That's what we want. Wow. We want people to speak well of us. We want to be validated. We want to be liked. We want to be accepted. We want to feel as though we're, we're significant and important and we're doing something. We, we talk about uh, this generation of millennials being a purposeful generation. They wanting to be a part of something bigger than themselves, wanting to feel validated and, and affirmed and a part of something rich and real. And I think in its essence, that's a wonderful desire. That's pure. But I think it's also something that Satan manipulates because he starts to pull us into this, this need for affirmation. Wow. And before you know it, he is stripping us of the very thing that, uh, that causes the world to be saved. Because if it's a gospel that the world will hear, and it's a gospel that the world will quickly digest, the question is, is it a gospel that gets them saved? Wow. Is it a gospel that bears the fruit of well, repentance and new birth? Well, I mean, the word right here says, they are of the world, therefore they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. Yeah. We are of God. Mm -hmm. He who knows God hears us. Yeah. Meaning, there, there is going to, if you teach this right, mm -hmm. the world is not going to want to hear you. 
They, they, they're not going to want it. And that's what they're saying now, that, that this tolerance, this tolerance is simply saying, don't come over here with that Jesus stuff. Don't, don't come over here with that God stuff. Don't come over here with that Bible. Leave it separate from what the culture is doing. And because they don't want to hear it. They're of the world. They don't want to hear God's way. No more than you wanted and I wanted to hear it when we were out there. <laughs> we didn't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. But what we've done that the previous generation didn't do is they kept telling it. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> they wasn't going to change it. They were not no. going to stop and say, oh, okay, then we won't We're talk. Sorry. We sorry. <laughs> no. We won't talk about that no more. No apologies were given. <laughs> no, they kept preaching and teaching it because this is not about what people want to hear. Mm. This is not about what people do and do not want to do. Wow. This is about Jesus Christ coming for the redemption of humanity and an antichrist spirit that's trying to stop that. And the way to stop it is to stop the minister of the gospel. Mm -hmm. It's to shut down the anointing. Absolutely. And it's about preaching what the Holy Spirit will affirm. Right. Right. You know, preaching what he will affirm. And no matter how offensive that may seem like, it's only, it only seems offensive because of a political correct environment. The only, right? way, it's you, really, it's really the only way you can make it offensive is if you get personal. Oh, of course. And yeah. you start attacking people. Yeah. And, and no the, the Bible even talks about speaking the truth in love, which means the, your Absolutely. mannerisms, the way you do it. You Absolutely. can't walk around calling people names yeah. and all of that stuff. And you know, you're going to hell and you better get <laughs> yeah, right no. with God. No, but no, the truth itself yeah. will cause that. It absolutely will. It will cause that conflict just like it did mm. in you before you got born again. But you got born again. <laughs> yeah. And the truth didn't change to get you born again. Mm. And so let's close out with this because it says, it says, we are of God and he who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. So that, there it is. He who is not of God does not hear us. Why? That spirit of Antichrist mm. is to drown out. The Bible says, if our gospel is hid, it's hidden from those that perish, whom the God of this world has blinded their minds, lest they should believe. So he doesn't want them to hear it. Now, we said all of that. We got about three to five minutes left, five minutes left, actually. We said all of that, now let's turn all of that on this globe. Let's turn all of that into these mountains. And tell me if we see the spirit of Antichrist coming for the family. Oh yeah. Yes or no? Oh yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Gaining ground, trying to change family, just the identity of a man, the identity of a woman, now we got different genders. I'd have never thought I'd, <laughs> Lord Jesus. <laughs> Ask a person how many genders there are and they, well, well, oh you God. Get, you get several answers. Oh God. And so he's coming, that spirit of Antichrist, that serpent, that lying snake has been talking long enough yeah. until now he's got the church saying, you know what, we might ought to rethink that. We might ought to look at that. Oh, we might ought to change our message on family and marriage and all of that and what is pure and just. Now, 
then we got the church. Is that spirit of Antichrist coming after the church? Mm. Never in my lifetime, and I'm only 50, have I seen such apostasy Mm. by clergy, Mm. by men and women of God. And it can be things where it's so corrupt when it comes to money, the immorality that's embraced, the, the, the culture, the belief systems in the church, mm-hmm. you know, where even family and all these things are concerned. Sure. We're starting to see the rise, sadly. Bishops over major denominations are accepting things now as normal. Sure. Come on now. That's the spirit of Antichrist. Okay, let's move on into what would be next, education. Do we see the spirit of Antichrist oh, yeah. coming into our school systems? Absolutely. Do we see what our children are being taught? They're not just reading, writing, math, and arithmetic now. Uh-huh. Now, now it's, it's a education of indoctrination. <laughs> Very much. And they're teaching nothing. Why you think they wanted the Bible out? Hmm. Spirit of Antichrist. Let's keep moving. Mm. Lord, do we want to talk about politics and government? <laughs> you can move on. <laughs> I, I think everybody's like, that's a given. <laughs> Let, let's just go on past that. Don't you? <laughs> that's a yes, yes, uh, yes. yes, yes. Yeah, all over the globe, that's a yes. <laughs> you can check that box. Uh, all these ungodly <laughs> rules and laws and legislation oh, and, and, and rulers of nations. Let's move. Let's keep it moving. Keep it let's moving. go on into business. Yes. The spirit of Antichrist mm-hmm. has it crept into business. Mm-hmm. Man, there is so much going on corrupt and wicked and perverted and twisted and thieving and conniving and underlying when it comes to the way you do business. If you go be in that system, man, this is why the blessing of the Lord maketh rich. Yes. And added no sorrow. Now, trust me, there's some good stuff in all of these. Yeah. It ain't like the spirit of Antichrist is overtaking them because we're here trying to fight it, but we're just highlighting that spirit. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of good in the family, in the church, in education, in sure government, and there's plenty of good in business. We're just highlighting the spirit of Antichrist to function against Christ, against God's word, against Jesus and his lordship and supremacy. Mm-hmm. Let's move deeper. Lord, we don't even want to talk about arts and entertainment. Yeah, that's another one. That's like politics. Man, you know, yeah, just, 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 yeah. just that's a given. <laughs> man, oh, man. man me, we, we have to search yeah. We have to search through the whole of Netflix. I, and you know what? And here, and, let, let me just say this. I'm, I'm going to let you go know. Ahead. One, of the, one of my greatest frustrations as a father of an eight and a four-year-old and a four-year-old is that I have to sit up and try and vet my children's cartoons. Yeah. I'm just going to put that out there. I, wow. I, it's, it's, it's one of my major frustrations. That used to be a safe place. That I have to do that. At least the cartoons used to be safe. I mean, you could have your stuff came on late, late, late at night when we were growing up. But now it's moved right on into the cartoons and 
and um, the movies, you know, coming out by Disney and all of these things. And but but <laughs> and, and, and not just your babies. <laughs> Let me just take a moment, because <laughs> it ain't just vetting your baby's cartoons. Yeah. Me and my wife have to sit up and just go down through, <laughs> you do. through you Netflix do. and Amazon, just keep going to find something. But art no longer has a moral premise for its, create, for its creation anymore. You know, it's gone. So arts and entertainment used to be arts and entertainment. Yeah. Things were made to, art was used to, to elaborate on the human experience, the human condition. Oh, but that but, was back in the 50s. Yeah, 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 but that's gone you, now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, now it's yeah. all indoctrination. What, what are you even talking about? It's all, it's what, a, what, so bygone era. Yeah, what, what, when was that? What, what you're talking about <laughs> when, when arts used to have, when was that? No. That, that was before most of us were born. <laughs> we truth. ain't ever seen arts in no beautiful. It's, it's gone. It's gone. No, you're right. It's gone. It, it's gone. And now it's all indoctrination. Yeah. Now it's all hiding carnal, worldly, antichrist uh, uh, ideas inside of little parables and stories. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's, it's anyway, but no, and, I go on for days. And that. then, of course, the media. Mm -hmm. It's it just. Just move it right along. <laughs> what are we trying to say in all honesty and sincerity? <clears throat> that we have allowed this spirit to get a foothold in the earth. And it is the prevailing spirit that is ruling everything that is against God. And I don't want you to ever be deceived or seduced. I don't care how cunning the serpent is that's talking. I don't mm -hmm. care how charismatic they are. I don't care how culturally accepted they are. I don't care how many Grammys they have, how many movies they have, how many, how many uh, Oscars they have. It, it doesn't matter. What are they saying? And it is either going to be the spirit of truth mm. or the spirit of error. Mm -hmm. It is that simple with everything in life. And we're gonna to continue to expose this spirit until it is stripped naked so that we are not deceived in these last days about what the enemy is trying to do in culture that is even silencing the voice of many who are fearful to confront it in the church. And so listen, we're out of time. We'll be back next week. I pray you were blessed by today's podcast. Take a moment and subscribe to it and review it and share it with someone else so that we can stay connected. Be blessed.